Life's so full on. I've been working on this deck for ages. These steaks don't cook themselves, you know. Life's good with a Trex deck. Composite decking made from 95% recycled materials that won't rot, stain or fade. Trex, the world's number one decking brand. Welcome to Talking Harness in WA with Mawson Michael Radley. Hello, it's Friday, which means two things. Gloucester Park tonight and Talking Harness WA here on SEN Track 657. And a big weekend harness racing and a big weekend coming up. We've got the Fred Doy Memorial at Gloucester Park tonight, a big 10-race card. First race at 5.50 and it's Victoria Cup weekend at Milton on Saturday night. And Craig Cross and Luke McCarthy have gone en masse well, the team has down to uh, to Victoria. Um, neither, I don't think Luke's, uh, Luke can't get down there, and I don't think uh, Craig is, but uh, the team's down there to take on uh, the Victorians in the Victoria Cup with five of the, the McCarthys. And we'll, we'll talk to a special guest, uh, a New South Wales form expert, because there's such a domination uh, down there in the Victoria Cup as I welcome in Mortz. It's, uh, it's going to be a, a big race uh, at Milton this week. Morning, Rads. Great to be here as always. Yeah, looks a, a super race down there at Melton uh, tomorrow night. Tough night last Friday night, down <laughs> yes, seven was. units uh, for the team, but uh, we're here for the long game. Great win by Chicago Bull, third quarter, 26-9 after a 39-1 lead time. Shockwave was uh, enormous, very gallant defeat, and I thought a really good first up run by Ocean Ridge, who... Did provide a couple of surprises uh, last season, so great to see him back. Another big night to Gloucester Park tonight, as we said, talking about the Vic Cup at uh, Melton tomorrow night and very excited to have a very special guest on here this morning, the best form expert in Australia, in my opinion. There we go. All right, we'll deep dive into a few of the Gloucester Park races uh, in the next couple of segments, but uh, let's get into our first guest who's going to talk about the Victoria Cup. Before we do, let's listen to uh, Replace Die, who had run six seconds in a row behind these more illustrious stablemates, including Cash and Flow and King of Swing. Got his chance last Saturday night, but it wasn't without causing his supporters a little bit of concern as we uh, listen to Replace Die finally break through and then having to win it in the stewards' room as well. They were followed further back in the field by Maratai who pokes home and then came Golden Year to the outside. Maratai goes up out after Modugate Crasher. Replaced Dyer's trying to lift on the outside. The Faves coming again. Late Golden Year. The leader narrowly here as Replaced Dyer gripping on. Fave gets in, I reckon, over Golden Year. There we go. That was Replaced I just got in there. He looked under a lot of pressure. Maratai is actually bred in uh, WA. Uh, now with James Rattray, formerly uh, in Victoria. But uh, as we welcome in Ben Cray, who tipped us replaced I last week, got out to a really good price at 310, but gave us a few heart palpitations down the straight, BK. It did, and uh, it just shows the um, <clears throat> the importance of actually worrying about price, because I think it was, I don't know, 230, 240 early on in the week, and you didn't want to go near it at that price. And as you said, it got out to a reasonable betting proposition. I think if you shocked, if you managed to shop uh, a bit wider, you got nearly four dollars. So um, <clears throat> it's the difference between backing them and, and or not wanting to be on them is, is the price. And that was a prime example there. So a well-deserved win. It's been the bridesmaid and the uh, <clears throat> the one that you know is tuning up the good horses, and uh, it was a deserved win. Uh, you, you can't deny it. That's for sure. So. 
Look, we got to we got to talk a little bit about your punting uh, techniques and and how you do form a little bit later on. But we thought we'd get you on to talk about the Victoria Cup simply because of the the the. It's virtually a menangle free-for-all with Lock and Var Art thrown in and, and a couple of other Victorians. But it is dominated by the Cross McCarthy stable. And this, I'll give you the market for the Tab Touch market uh, for the Victoria Cup. Bell Raj, drawn one at 3.30, in from 3.60. Code Bailey at 21. Bling It On, the second of the team at $26. Lock and Var Art, your favourite, 275. Alta Orlando at 16. Cash and Flow at 13. Um, King of Swing outside the front line. There's only seven across the front line at uh, Milton at $7. Then the back line, the Victorians, we have Code Black at $9. Rishi, last week's winner in, a, in an upset over Ride High at 41 Tam Major, 71 And Hurricane Harley, 26 uh, Major Times is the, the emergency. Then Cruz Bromac, the outside of the back line at $34. Lockenbar aren't the favourite. I think, I think he should be favourite, but um, we've got... Balraj drawn one, and the other two main McCarthy runners in Cash and Flow and King of Swing on the outside, and it sets up the battle, BK, of of very interesting tactical battle. Luke McCarthy, actually on SEN track in Melbourne this week, said that Balraj will probably hand over to either Lock and Varart or King of Swing, and I'd imagine Lock and Varart's going to be the first one there with Cash and Flow and King of Swing coming across. Is that how you see it? Oh, look. There's 30 different speed maps for this race. And um, I'd just like to say to Victoria, on behalf of all the New South Wales people, thank you very much for giving us all the frontline positions. That was very nice. Of, very kind. Very yeah. nice. Of, <laughs> <laughs> Look, Balraz has no doubt got the speed to hold. Um, Code Bailey, if, if you go through any three starts ago, uh, the Terrain Cup led from uh, gate six. So plenty of speed there. I'm not, too, I'm not too convinced that Lock and Varad will, will blast out and get the lead. I know it's shown some gate speed, but geez, there's some speed there. You know, Cash and Flow, although Cash and Flow sometimes takes a little bit of time to wind up. King of Swing's got blinding speed. Um, I think that scenario is possible, what you said. Uh, and then, you know, does Lock and Varad then say, hang on a minute, King of Swing's a nice one to follow. Maybe we'll hand up it and get up the sprint lane, which is... In my, and then, you know, bury your main danger, three pegs, maybe Balraj. So there's a lot of different scenarios that can happen. And uh, one thing I've noticed about about Melton, the more they race on here on the uh, big nights, is that the pegs is the place to be. So, yeah. um, you know, one, two, three, four, often finish, um, you know, one, two, three, four pegs, you know, that type of thing. Yeah. So if you do like something on the back row, you know, even your Rishi or... For mine, Co Black looks like a decent each way bet at $10 following Bellarage through. You know, Richie might go to the pegs, I'm not sure, or one of these horses. So, look, it's not um, it's not an open and shut case that all the front rowers are going to be there because a few of them are going to be stuck off the track. Um, so, for mine, it's a, it's a peg-dominated uh, track, especially the better grade you get and the longer distance you get. So, I think Lock and Vara probably deserves to be favourite. Um, Everyone's been spruiking it as one or two of the best horses in Australia, so he's a chance to prove it. But I think if you're going to back it, I think you've got to wait because it'll be well over, well into the three dollar sort of range. I would have thought myself. I, I, I couldn't possibly step into it at two dollars seventy-five or two dollars eighty. So who, who's who's the one that you really want to be on? You mentioned a couple for Co Black and Rishi, maybe a place. But is there one that you think 
you know. Oh, look, I think at the odds, I like Code Black each way. I think yeah. Code Bailey each way at $21. Um, if I had, you know, if I was forced at gunfight to pick something to win, yeah. um, it'll be Balraz just because I think it's going to have the options on the pegs there. It can lead. Um, it's run last time at Menangle when it beat King of Swing. Again, I, as you know, I don't go into overall time too much, but they came home in 52.6 over 2,300 metres, and that's just, yeah, that's unheard of. 25.6 last quarter, um, admittedly off the soft lead, uh, off the soft run there, but it did show good gate speed to get to the lead early. So John Caldo is going to have every option to do what he wants and to hand up to who he wants there, I would imagine. So uh, if I was forced to bet, I'd be on Balraj, but to be honest, I, I'd probably need $4 about anything to, to bet in this type of race. You know, like, for me, it'd be a $4 field option. That's why if, I was, um, if I'm if i going to be playing, it'd be something small, probably around Code Bailey, which is going to get a nice run there, um, and Code Black, which is going to be probably pegs. So I think there's a lot of unders in the race. You know, Lock and Varart needs to, needs to get at least another dollar under its price. Um, King of Swing... You know, fantastic horse, $6. Like, look at Cash and Flow, $15 yeah. or $13 or $14, you know. So it just shows the uh, the quality of this race. About, you know, Cruz Bromack, New Zealand Cup winner. I know it's drawn terribly, but, you know, 50 to 1 about a New Zealand Cup winner. You know, Hurricane Harley broke the clock last time, 30 to 1. So ridiculously strong race and... Honestly, anything could probably win it. You know, there's obviously a couple of hundred to one shots there, but the way they're they're even going, it's not a huge surprise if they won. Yeah, and it'd be good to see Johnny Caldo win. I think he had his first Victoria Cup drive for Vinnie Knight when Vinnie had about five in. Wow. So yeah, the, yeah I think he drove uh, when like an amendment had or, or one of those. I think he, he yep. drove way way back when uh, Vinnie had four or five in it. But anyway, Mortz. Yeah. Look, uh, it was important. And it's great to listen to what you uh, you say, and I'm really keen just to, sh- if you wouldn't mind sharing uh, with our listeners, just how you go about your form. Oh, you know, obviously, uh, times mean something, but you know, t- to you, it's not everything, and, and importantly, there, uh, the importance that, that you put on price. So, can you just run us through a bit of how you do your form and where you'll bet and the sort of things you look for when you um, when you look at a meeting, BK? Yeah, of course. Like I said, t- times are obviously important and only the best can run the very quick times. But again, I do a lot of stuff at Menangle. So a horse can, you know, a horse can keep up in 150 around there behind the leader or three pegs, etc. cetera. Uh, it doesn't necessarily mean it can lead doing that or um, come from, you know, one out three back doing that type of thing. So for me, it's more, more about dissecting the times. Um, getting the sectionals and working out which horses have done the best, um, not necessarily just following the speed. Like, it's a lot different. Again, Balraz came home in 52.6 the other day, but it was behind the leader, getting a nice sucker run behind a horse like the King of Swing. So it's a good enough horse to keep up behind it and then, you know, use the slipstreams, a bit like cycling, you know, like they can they can follow and then go bang right at the end. So for me, although I carry on about times don't matter, they obviously matter. It's the overall time for mine that doesn't matter. It's more about what happens in the race and and, and that type of thing. So that's what I look at with times. Uh, obviously, gate speed is the most important thing uh, in the trots and, and, you know, it's about getting the map right because, uh, you know, if you get stuck outside the leader or with something that doesn't necessarily like that pattern of racing or, you know, or if you're one out four back and, and it doesn't look like there's any speed in the race. So trying to assess that type of thing is, is a major importance. 
Um, when I do the races, I, I try and find the leader straight away. Um, if I get a headache after three or four minutes even working at the race, I'll just give it a miss, so I don't bet into right. every race yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> whatsoever. <laughs> no, seriously, like, oh, no, there's a big I, red pen on my desk, and, uh, yeah. you know, if I look at the race and just go, if it's going to take me... In two minutes, I can work out whether I'm going to I actually want to get in, involved in yeah. the race or not. Yeah. Um, if it just looks too hard, in, in, it's just a red pen job. You know, I've got eight or 16 races a day that I can potentially bet into seven days a week. So there's yeah. enough there that I don't have to bet into every race. So for me, it's a headache material after two, two minutes. It's just an automatic no bet. And that sometimes, uh, and I'm not, you know, there's nothing you can do about it, but if there is five Craig Cross runners in a race, um, and it, you know, and it's not necessarily the King of Swing or Cash and Play race, but it's another type of race. You might really struggle to to work out where they're going to be, and that might just be a no bet race for me, or it might be the same for Emma Stewart or or whatever wherever they are. So they're the major important things I do. Obviously, uh, and Bonners is a big one on this. The, the FP profiling, um, you know, if something went around at even money last start, and it's five dollars next week. It might be in the similar type field. You know, it doesn't necessarily mean it's a good bet, but I like to go and decide or go back through my markets and decide whether I thought it wasn't even money chance last start or not, yeah. or whether I actually thought it was a $5 chance last start. So SP profiling is a big thing, but you've also got to work out whether it was the right price or not last start. So, uh, And if I did market shorter last week and I was on it at $3 and I see 6 or $7 next week and I thought it wasn't a horrible run, or even if it just sort of wasn't fantastic, you know, horses do have bad runs, then I might have something on again next week because I, I had a high opinion of the horse. Yeah, so discipline... Um, so there are a lot of the things that I sort of, uh, I look for sort of when I start to read into the form, I guess. So discipline's a, a, a big thing, obviously. Like you say, if you can't can't work it out quick, you just move on. There's plenty of races to bet on. It's not just about trying to find something just to have a bet. It's about finding value and these sorts of things. <laughs> And uh, what percentage do you uh, do your markets to, BK? So I do, do do mine down to 100%, and without getting too technical for everyone on there, that's um, you know that that's assuming that everything has just an equal chance of uh, sorry, not an equal chance of winning, but putting percentage in to make it up to 100% market, and then I actually add 30% extra on top of that to make sure I'm getting real value. And again, without getting too technical, if I think something's a 50% chance of winning, that makes it a even money shot. Yep. I add 30% onto that, which makes it $2.30. So I would need $2.30 about something that I think is a 50% chance of winning. Very good. Um, so for me, that really na- narrows down my bets. Um, yep. You know, I might only bet into four or five races a day um, or three races a day or two races a day. And um, another important thing that I like to do is to give horses their real chance of winning and I like to do my markets before I look at the actual prices that are out there so yep. um, you know I, I think you know that I like betting at Tamworth and these type of places and some of the horses there are genuinely 500,000 to 1 chances and they're, <laughs> so just and they're 25 to, and they're 25 to 1 in the market yeah. and if you get four of those there um, that's you know 15, 16% of the market that is wasted and that's where you can actually give uh, better chances and better percentages to horses that actually have a chance of winning. So if you think it's no hope, make it no hope. Don't just put in a 50 to 1 for the sake of it because you're giving 2% to a horse that has no percent, no chance. So BK, on that note, do you have two or three winners for us over the weekend? 
look, I'm glad that I got um, kept the number one position this week because I did <laughs> yes, make a comeback and made two or three, two or three selections won. And although the best in the West was no good last week, he's been holding the team up. So I think we're due to both fire tonight. Beautiful. And we're going to go to Royal Newcastle again. And the opening race is where our money is going to be made tonight. Number 10, Dragon Tattoo. A former Kiwi with Roy Roots now, who is up there in the top two best trainers in New Zealand. This horse uh, had pretty good form there in New Zealand. Actually finished with a really nice win over there um, in a decent field at Auckland, which was the uh, Metro meeting, obviously. Came from last, did a sweeping three-wide run and, and managed to... Uh, to, to secure a really good win there, then came over. It's been here since March, so it's had a nice break. Um, they trialled this horse, and it ran a really good third behind a horse called Mr. Brazil, which is pretty much an open class, um, an angle horse. So it was only two and a half lengths off that one, and they got home in pretty quick time. They ran 156.4. It was a really nice trial. There are no stars whatsoever here in this race, and I think race one, number 10, Dragon Taboo is where our money is going to be made start of the night. Beautiful. Get some early. Then we're going to go to race five, number three. A little bit shorter here, Soho Sinatra. Probably about $1.70, $1.80, but looks the leader. And it's a very nice horse for Clayton Harmy. Sticking with the best trainers there tonight. And then we'll go to one more race, and it is race six, number seven. Talaringa Harm. This one really surprised me last week. It was 40 to one in a much better class race. Uh, it drew one, managed to just hold the lead, and they, they went 27-4 the first quarter, so that's pretty quick for that type of grade. And it only got beat a half-neck in a decent race in 156-4. Um, again, they went pretty hard there, and it held on really well. It's drawn a little bit wide, but if you go through its form, three starts to go from gate 10 at Nelly Lead, so it does have some good gate speed. And the current favourite in the race, number three, squatter Shannon, it was a pretty plain fourth, to be honest, even though stuck in the chair last week, beating 22 metres. It will benefit from the uh, shorter distance, but, but that, that race was nowhere near the quality that uh, Tellering Harms' race was. So hopefully uh, we'll be well in front coming to that one, and that's around the three, what is it, $4 mark, I guess. So hopefully it's a big night three for three there at Newcastle tonight for us, and you'll keep me in the opening position. <laughs> Good man, uh, BK. We really appreciate your time this morning. Uh, great insight into punting, great insight into the Vic Cup and three winners to boot. So appreciate your time very much. Thank you. No worries. And good luck to the rest of the team on the tip tonight. Thanks, BK. And it's time for have a break. As we got on the break last week was the JP Stratton Cup. Mort's mentioned it a little bit earlier. Shock, uh, Shockwave was really good in defeat and a couple of really nice runs back in the field. But it was all the ball. He found the front. He was too good. He reeled off his last half, 26-9, 27-9. No wonder they couldn't get near him. Shockwave the outside tries hard. Then came the Bird Dance Vampiro. An eloquent Mac Chicago Bull is nicely clear. In second place is Shockwave. Chicago Bull's in front. Shockwave tries hard, but Chicago Bull does it all the way. Chicago Bull beats Shockwave. You're listening to Talking Harness in WA with Morton Michael Radley. This is Talking Harness in WA with Morton Michael Radley. 
Headline actors trying to get out behind them and Q-Town roaring into the outside. Better start dreaming. Queen Shenandoah has raced up to Jack William and then came Q-Town roaring. It's Queen Shenandoah and Jack William. Queen Shenandoah, Jack William. Queen Shenandoah with a nose in front of Jack William and Queen Shenandoah has won from Jack William. Yeah, Queen Shenandoah just a little bit too good for Jack William. Two really good runs in the race. Uh, only ahead of the difference and they beat the rest by a couple of lengths. And uh, Queen Shenandoah goes round tonight in the Kersley, which is race number four on the card over the 21.30 metres. And the market there is Destin Rule, who was uh, not too bad last week either at $6. Blue Blazer at 16 Bracken Sky at four sixty. Uh, Ideal Investment at $61. Raka Sink is your favourite. Drawn Barrier 5 at $265. Anime $91. Queen Shenandoah, who we just heard winning $15. The Buckeye Bullet at $380 in from $420. And Quick Stride outside the front line at $51. Then we've got Art Shooter at $21. Al uh, 23 Forgotten Highway at $21. That's the Kersley. And this is Talking Harness WA on SEN Track 657 for Retrovision. Shouldn't have got that wrong. Your local WA electrical appliance specialist, RAC members save an additional 5% every day. Loans 123, car loans, debt consolidation. Contact Steve Sell at loans123.com.au. Tab Touch, the brand that funds the industry. Bayswater Mazda, driving is better in a Bayswater Mazda. The corner of Guildford and Garrett Roads and steel blue boots. Built for comfort, made for work. And our man Ross Fitzgerald will be at Gloucester Park tonight. He will be on track tonight along with... uh the Bomber. Our man, Scott Hill, welcome into the program. How are you? Good, thanks, guys. A little bit chilly down here this morning, but uh, looking forward to catching up tonight. We'll warm up with a couple of winners tonight, mate. A little bit tough last week. It was hard. It looked a little bit tricky on paper, and, yeah, one of those nights it actually turned out that way. I, once we uh, landed three pegs in the first race with one we expected, or I expected to probably lead, it, uh, yeah, didn't get any better from there. No, it was very tough all-round, Bomber, but... There was still some great racing and there was some, some really uh, good value on the night. And, of course, the Chicago Bull um, shockwave, it was just a superb race. So it was great. All right. Good, Let, great feature. Let's get into, let's get into our, um, our races because BK's spoken. Is, has, he, has he finished yet, BK? He's still right. going, I think. <laughs> so, so we get to get, better get into it. He, he was, could, he was could, a very good insight, BK. And we could man. listen to him all day. So we could. We could. We're, we're going to have a look at 10 race card, the first at 5.50 WA time. And the first race we're going to look at is race number two, the owner's only pace over the 21.30 metres. And Vincent Perugia, uh, the favourite, it's well supported, $2 into $1.65. Extreme Prince drawn to it to at uh, $26. Free to wear 51. Always RJ 51. Socky's Big Bullet at 14. Carter Michael 440. Mr. Bushido $9. Uh, Balin Jet at 16. A boy named Rosie outside of the front line at $91. There's the sole runner on the back line, Bayview Bondi at $5. Bomber, how do you see this race? Yeah, it's great to see Vincenzo Perugia back. He's a, he's a serious horse, but. Uh... I've actually settled on Braveview Bondi here from the back row. He'll follow Vincenzo Perugia everywhere he goes. I'm not I'm not 100% sure Vincenzo holds up from the pole. Um, Carter Michael will be coming out really, really hard, and uh, he's, he's some chance of crossing. But regardless of uh, whether he holds up or not, I think Braveview Bondi is going to get a, his chance. He'll get a really good run either leaders back, or he might even be able to push off if the other two go too hard early. 
And um, he's just racing in sensational form from really poor draws. Tonight, following the pegs, I think he just gets the last shot and a um, really nice price. Yeah, uh, it's a great price. As you said, Vincenzo, uh, whether he can hold up. Extreme Prince certainly races a lot better in front. Mr Bushido locked wheels last week, so a bit tough uh, to get anything out of that one. But what's our stake in this one, Bomber, on uh, Brave View Bondi? Just a one-unit play. He's going to need a little bit of luck, obviously, from the draw. But if it comes, I think, at the price, he's, uh, yeah, he's a serious chance. OK, it's a $5 one-unit uh, bet So uh, to start the night, race number two. Let's have a look at the next race we're going to have a look at, race number three, and it's the Retrovision Place. Oh. RAC members receive 5% every day, Morts. Additional 5%, yep. Rads. Additional. On the best it's price. On the best price. So if you've got a price, take it there, and they'll match it and then give you 5% more. Correct. All right, 2130 metres is um, is the distance, and let's have a look at the market on Tab Touch. We have Al Perkins at $11, Waylaid at $26, El Jacko, $750, Tyler Brett at $26. Patrick the Piranha is the favourite, well supported, $270 to $205. Better be Oscar at 71. Stroke of Luck at 16. Touch of Success, 91. Just a sec who won last week at the is the outside of the front line at $21. And then uh, on the back line, we've got Whose Idea Was This at $12. Eloquent Mac, $5. And Always an Honour for Morts and the team at $7.50. This is a very, very good race, Bomber. How did you see it? It is a ripper race. I'm, I'm just really, really keen. Uh, Patrick Piranha tonight, I think. You know, this is the night where he can just roll to the front. Uh, he's got, you know, Tyler Brett underneath, which might give him a little bit of uh, headache early, but I think he'll just push, push, push and go to the front. He was sensational last time when he worked early and then uh, had to breeze over the last 800, 1,800 to 1,000 and ran home in 55.3. He was rolled over by always an honour there, which come from the leader's back, but uh, he has to come from a pretty ordinary draw tonight, so he's going to be relying on a really good card into the race. Just think uh, the Piranha finds the top tonight and, uh, yeah, he's going to take all sorts of running over. Yeah, look, I just have to agree with you, Bomber. So um, very hard to beat. What's our um, what's our stake in that race then, Bomber? Uh, he's a two-unit play. Very confident. Very confident, two yeah, units. And being well-supported, 270 into 205. All right, as we go to the break... Let's uh, listen to Just a Sec, who caused a bit of a boil over last week. Uh, he's going to have to do uh, cause another boil over this week after drawing outside the front line at $21. But uh, last week, he was pretty impressive in uh, defeating my carbon copy. And further back in the field is Talker up as a corner. It's My Carbon Copy, just a sex after him. And then came Jimmy Mack, B17. And further back is Talker up in the straight, though. And hitting the front, My Carbon Copy, just a sex after him. It's My Carbon Copy from just a sec. And then Talker up, My Carbon Copy in front, just a sex lunging on the outside. They split the line, just a sec. Last ride, just a sec. You're listening to Talking Harness in WA with Morton Michael Radley. This is Talking Harness in WA with Morton Michael Radley. Hemwood Bay is running a good race. So it's Sightseeing Amble out wider as they turn. Can't refuse under pressure with Henwood Bay giving chase. And Sightseeing Amble is down the outside. It's Can't Refuse in front from Henwood Bay. Sightseeing Amble the outside, but Can't Refuse is clear from Sightseeing Amble and Henwood Bay. And Can't Refuse races home to win it well. Sightseeing Amble a good run. 
It was pretty impressive. First up, uh, can't refuse Mortz. And um, I think he's got to go through and probably race against the, the better class of horses as well. No, very good run. And, Excellent. And part owned by Mick Harvey and the Go Racing team who have King of Swing in the Victoria Cup tomorrow night at Melton. All right, let's get into the next race we're going to look at. And it is race number five. And it is the Fred Doy Memorial, our feature event of the night. And this is another really good free-for-all week to see the return of the WA Pacing Cup winner as we have a look at the market for Tab Touch. And again, this is over the 2130 metres. And Convert Denario is the favourite at 205. Our Jimmy Johnson at $20. Simba Bromac at 26. I'm Soxy 41. Argyle Red 91. My Carbon Copy 650. The Pacing Cup winner, Mighty Conqueror out in Barrier 7 at 250. Rock Me Over at $81, Kuroskiro at 61 and The Bird Dance, the lone back line runner at $7. And uh, this is a really good betting race, uh, Bomber. Convert Denario is favourite, good value about the Pacing Cup winner and there's a couple else, a couple of other runners in the mix as well. This is another really good race. Yeah, it is a good race. I'm, uh, I'm pretty keen Convert Denario though from the pole. They would have been super happy when they came up with the one here with this guy. He... He just rolls in front. He looks like he'll get a reasonably easy lead time here, which is pretty important for him because he can fire up a little bit if he gets attacked early. But I don't think there's any real pressure here early. Uh, he's going to he's going to do it quite comfortably. Um, last time he led, he, he beat Bletchley Park. He um, three or four starts ago, he ran third to Chicago Bull, beaten you know around about five metres when they ran a 54-8 middle half there and. Uh, you know, this guy can run, he just runs all day and, you know, fresh up, he quite enjoys the, the fresh runs and, uh, yeah, got an imposing record at the track and distance and, and that only gets better as he leads. So it looks a really nice race for him. Mighty Conqueror probably get to the breeze, but I wouldn't have thought they would be uh, applying a great deal of pressure being first up and the bird dance was a, or a great uh, run last week as well. So as Rad said, excellent field. $2.05 about Convert Denario. What's the stake in this one, Bomber? Two-unit bet for him. I think, uh, yeah, whatever beats him will win. And, uh, yeah, he's, he's going to take plenty of catching. Uh, have you heard much about um, Mighty Conqueror and where he's at? No, I haven't. Uh, I know he had a little bit of a setback a couple of weeks ago. But, uh, you know, he he won't be fully wound up, I'm sure. So, you know, they're going to, you know, as Mort's touched on, I can't see them applying a whole lot of pressure. Um, so, you know, especially with this horse just freewheeling in front, he's, he's going to have it pretty tough there without going up and eyeballing. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how he goes first up. Okay, and uh, that's the Fred Doy Memorial. The last race we're going to have a look at is the Sky Racing two-year-old pace. It's the last race, only a select field, over the 2130 metres, but it's a, a really good two-year-old uh, event. Um, normally these horses would have been three by now, but the extended season to uh, the, the end of the calendar year, and we see them going around as two-year-olds again. And as we have a look at the market, and uh, our Shelley Beach at $23, Crafty at 31 Squinter 51 and then we get into the horses that are the, the right in the market. We have uh, number four is B-Rock Hard at $5, Give Us a Wave at two sixty. Jetstar at two thirty and Lavrajo at four sixty and Bomber Lavrajo couldn't have been more impressive against a very similar field last time off a slow speed, still just gobbled them up like made ground around the turn and blew them away. But uh, tonight, be interesting to see how they line up again. 
Yeah, he did. He reeled a really quick last quarter there. And, uh, you know, they, they've walked early there. I think there'll be a little bit more pace on tonight. And I'm not sure he's going to get exactly the same run. He could end up, you know, three back in the running line, I think. But, uh, yeah, they're a super exciting bunch, this lot. I, when I was doing the form, I sort of, I'm considering these three-year-olds now. They're, um, but yeah, you're right. They still are only two-year-olds. But uh, very, very strong crop. And, uh I think, you know, Jetstar, he, he's been the number one seed from the camp right from the get-go. And uh, Curly jumps back on board tonight after driving give us a wave last time. I, I think he'll just put the pedal to the metal here and roll to the front. And, yeah, he'll just keep rolling. I I, I think he's, you know, he's very close to a good thing. Okay. Really close to a good thing. We love that sort of talk, Bomber. You confident he'll be able to roll to the front pretty easy? Yeah, well, I think the the stable mates are you know inside him in four and five, and they're not going to give a whole lot of resistance. You know, like I said, this guy's considered the best one in the camp, and uh, you know Curly on top. I'm sure he'll be able to find the front. Uh, yeah, and just and just rate him to a nicety. And you know we know how good he is. We've seen him. You know he was he sat in the breeze last time first up and did a little bit tough, uh, but he still wasn't far away um, in front. Yeah, it's hard to see him being beaten. $2.30, a lot of confidence. That sounds like a three-unit bet to me, Bomber. Is that the way you're going? Absolutely. Three-unit bet to, uh, yeah, to finish us up for the night. You, you know I always like backing the last winner, Bomber. Oh, I love that. <laughs> I love the confidence too, which is great. That's what our punters enjoy. Currently 2.30, so it uh, with your confidence, it could start a little bit uh, shorter on tab touch, but uh, Lab Joe had a little bit of support, $5 into four sixty. but I'll tell you what, it, it is a really good race, even though it's a small field, a great tactical race to finish the night. Certainly is. A great way to finish the night. Yeah. On a winning right. note. A bit of confidence. Hopefully we bounce back from last week, uh, Bomber, but you know what they say, money lost, nothing lost, confidence lost, everything lost. That's right. That's right. We yeah, we go in a lot more confident tonight than we did last week. So uh, hopefully that that counts for something. Okay, and your two best are Convert Denario and uh, Jetstar. Yeah, and even Patrick the Piranha. Oh, Patrick, I'm yeah, really, Patrick, really keen yeah. on the three of them. To be honest. Yeah. Okay, might yeah. have a little multi. A uh, multi. I know uh, Sally likes a multi. So yeah, it should be a good here. night out there at Gloucester Park. Some great racing, and uh, looking forward to catching up with the bomber on course as yeah. well. Mate, have a safe trip up, uh, bomber, and we'll uh, see you on course tonight at Gloucester Park. Will do, guys. Thank you very much. Looking forward to it. Thanks, Bomber. Our man, Bomber Hill. As we have a look at to the break, and uh, we're going to have a look at Radiant Amber from last week. He goes around in race number seven, which is the Mondo Doro. Punters have it down to two in Romanard at 160 and uh, Be My Rock at $3, drawn three and 11 respectively. Radiant Amber is the outside of the front line at $21, but uh, he was uh, too good last week. Caused a little bit of an upset at uh, 750s. He's uh, more than double that tonight, but uh, let's see how he goes from Barrier 7. Here's uh, Barry 9, I should say. Here's uh, how he won last week. From Tiffany Twirl, Leap of Faith to the outsiders, running on now. Blissful Abbey's down the centre, and then Just Make Mine Diamonds, still in front, Radiant Amber, Leap of Faith, Just Make Mine Diamonds, flies late, Radiant Amber is in front, though. Radiant Amber's going to do it all the way and beat Leap of Faith. Third home on the outside, Just Make Mine You're listening to Talking Harness in WA with Morton Michael Radley. This is Talking Harness in WA with Morton Michael Radley. 
Major Times is running a race up to second. Off the back straight in 27.3. It's ride high, three metres in front. Major Times is sticking on. Wider out on the track, Rishi. Oh, he's struggling. Ride high, don't tell me. Is this courage under fire again? The lights have gone out in a different way. This is a massive upset. Out wide, Rishi's hit the front from Major Times. And Rishi's done it. Goodness gracious me. Goodness gracious me. Shades of, da- shades of dandy Andy in the thoroughbreds as we welcome in J- uh, Jason Bonington. And uh, we had to wait. The lights went out. There was about a two-hour delay. And then <laughs> and then Ride High's lights were out. So, uh, but, but and, and I, was, I was a little bit worried for Dan there. He got a bit, a bit excited, the big fella. Well, I mean, he's been he's been cast into the same role as so many of us here in Victoria, in particular, who have basically hitched their wagon to to ride high because we yeah. all know how important he was for the sport or is for the sport. And so, watching him watching him go under the way he went under, obviously struggling, couldn't win at the top of the lane. I think Dan was. Uh, well, the heart palpitations would have been kicking in, no worries about that. And a few people came out, as they always do, and say, well, you know, should you have concentrated on Rishi more? Put yourself in the position no. of Dan Malecki. I mean, it's just ridiculous. The call was totally magnificent. To come up yeah. with it at that moment, when you're panicking yourself, talking about the lights have gone out in a different <laughs> way, referencing it back to Courage Under Fire. Um, and, yeah, one of my earliest memories, that Vorog versus Bone Crusher getting... Getting done by uh, by Dandy Andy, what a race that was! So uh, it happens. That's what racing's all about. Nothing is certain, and certainly Ride High's defeat wasn't predictable. But Rishi, he made his way into the Victoria Cup on the, ba- on the basis of that smoking up when He certainly wasn't in the race beforehand, but you just wonder in the back of your mind if he replicated that performance, he certainly wouldn't be out of his depth. No, no, he's uh, it, it followed a, a good speed, and he's probably going to be three or four pegs. You'd imagine trying trying to get to the pegs behind Code Black, so. Forty-one dollars. If the brakes go his way, he could he could certainly run a place. That's that's for sure. Yeah, well, I mean, it's, it's just one of those situations. We spoke to um, John Hawke during the week who uh, who owns Rishi, and he was sort of saying, well, because of the kind of horse he's been and the issues that he's had, they've never really stepped up his work. But they've just gone, well, if we're going to go against the big boys, we'll step up the work. And the results were there. I mean, you have freak wins horses behind the leader three poles. But not often do you have no. a freak win at $120 where a horse comes from last in a 150-mile race. So um, it's hard to look at that and say it was a complete fluke. I won't be tipping him in my top three or four, but I wouldn't totally fall off my stool if he if he did somehow manage to sneak a place tomorrow night. Yeah, the hook, a long-time fan and friend of uh, Lance Justice. Good to mm. see you combined there. Now, the market on Tab Touch, we've got Balraj at 3.30, Lochinvar at 2.75. King of Swing seven dollars and Code Black uh, is nine dollars, and they're the only ones under double figures. Who are you tipping in the in the big one? I'm tipping Lock and Varad. I look, I, I, there's been virtually no market movement. You can understand why. I, I think that people are just so confused about the map that it, to do anything or to, or to punt with genuine confidence is very very hard. It's become more like a thoroughbred race where I think you've just got to pick the best horse in the field. And I've got no doubt in my own mind that right here, right now, Lock and Varad is the best horse in this field. And that's no disrespect to uh, all those Craig Cross, Luke McCarthy runners or, or um, Hurricane Harley, Cruz Brown, make any of those. Right here, right now, Lock and Varad's the best. And I sort of, in my own mind, think he's at least a 50% chance of finding the front. Probably a little bit more than that. I'll declare him if he's in front. People are saying yeah. if Bell Raj is behind the leader, knowing what he did to King of Swing, that he can run on by. But 
six of the last nine Victoria Cup winners have been in front and some of them haven't been as good as Lock and Varad. So if he's in front, I just think he wins the race. Will he get there? I can't be 100% sure, but I definitely think he's the one I want to be on. Belrad is going to be in the perfect spot. Luke McCarthy's made the case for him all week. And in a peg-dominated race, Code Black is likely to run in the top four. I don't think he can win the race, but three poles is not the worst place to be in a Victoria Cup. It's a big night. Uh... Uh, also, we've got the poppy, um, popular Elm free-for-all. Uh, last week, we had the Jane Ellen, who was my favourite mayor. This week, another one of Vinny's in popular Elm. But it's a, it's a big night all around. What, what are your tips for the night? What's your best bets? I'm having a, a three... Don't normally get involved in the multis too heavily, but I'm having a three-leg multi. We're going to have to stay up relatively late. Not too bad for, good for, for you boys in Perth. You can do, you'll, you'll, you'll just be finishing off the steak and having a red wine by the time the last is being run. But I'm going to start, I'm going to start with race four, number eight, Rogue Wave, the homegrown classic final for the Phillies. Look, it's just going to be an Emma Stewart-a-thon here. She's going to have the first four runners home, but Rogue Wave's going to be behind the leader. I think it'll just go back to the sprint lane and go straight by them. I can't believe it's $2.70. I marked at 1.9. And then much later in the program, in fact, the final two races on the card, I think this is where we can make some money. Elite Stride is $1.85 still. Now, anyone who saw Elite Stride beat uh, similar horses in the Need for Speed Prince final at Melton earlier in the year, like, he, he, he'll just win. There's, it would take... A, a natural disaster for him to lose. I've marked him at dollar forty. He is an absolute put in take out job. And the same goes for I'm another masterpiece in the last race in the program. The national rating system, there's only a few little loopholes, but they're still not being closed that one horse is coming from New Zealand because he's come here, I'm another masterpiece as a horse who's competing well with Self Assured and Co. as a seventy two rater. He's just in a race that he should win. He wouldn't be totally out of place in the Victoria Cup. I'm another masterpiece. So the multi really is one Sorry, he, he was big on Inter Dominion Grand Final at New Zealand. Another masterpiece, wasn't he? Was that the, was oh, that the horse? The... Yeah, yeah, and 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 backed heavily. Yeah. I mean, he's always he, he's he's probably only a length or so off Mark Purden's yeah. best horses. Yeah. And you know they have to move to Australia now because. If you're not running top three or four, you can't make your cash. But um, it's very much a case here with this multi. Rogue Wave maps to win, and the other two are just way better than their rivals, and you're getting about 750 about it at the moment. It's it's quite unbelievable, really. All those prices will tighten up. Rogue Wave will shorten. I'm another masterpiece. We'll start twenty, and I reckon probably Elite Stride will as well. So what's that old saying? Better early to avoid disappointment. <laughs> Mate, thanks for your time. I know it's a busy time for you, but thanks for taking the time to speak to us here uh, on uh, Talking Harness WA. Love it, boys. Enjoy the big cup. Thanks, mate. Thank you. There we go, Jason Bonington. Big show, Morts. We've run out of time. BK. Huge show. Yeah, great insights from both BK and Bonners as well on the Victoria Cup. A little bit different today, talking about the big race, but it's such a big race on the calendar. Certainly is, and uh, certainly a, um, a race we're all been looking forward to see. Lock and Bar Art and so many of the horses from New South Wales. Always good to get a good insight into how somebody bets and, as we say, gamble responsibly. But it's just a great show. Looking forward to uh, a good night at Gloucester Park tonight. Hopefully we've found some winners. Until next week, it's bye for now. Bye. You're listening to Talking Harness in WA with Morton Michael Radley. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semi finals, all thanks to McDonald's. Mackers, together and loving it. TNCs apply.